Welcome to Healthy Sexy Nutrition with me, Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority or you avoid planning your meals, you, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, discover new recipes, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You are a busy professional, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. Let's dig in. Are you curious about how to get dinner on the table in under 30 minutes? How about curiosity about having more fun in your kitchen? Well, your girls got you. In this week's episode, I am sharing a replay of a really fun Facebook Live I did a few months back, and it's all about how to make an amazing baked salmon and a really magical kale salad. And let me tell you, you are going to love this kale salad. Especially you, my friend who might be shaking their head saying, I do not love kale. You're going to love this one. So try it. Stick around, listen in. And at the end, I've got a special surprise for you. When you're done listening to this episode, please come on over to Instagram. You can find me at Michelle Fox Love. And let me know what you think about this episode. I would truly love your feedback. Here we go. Hello, hello, hello. Who's with me? I saw a few people dinging in as I was setting up on the backside. My number one goal is community. So glad you're here. All right, so now that I know the technology's working, we can get the dancing working. Cause you know, what is a meal in my kitchen without a little shoulder shake? It's hard not to dance when I get so excited about this gorgeous nutrition. So as I'm playing with this kale, that kind of looks like a kale afro, I will tell you, we are making collie ginger salmon plus a magical kale salad. That is what is for dinner tonight. Hopefully you already grabbed the ingredients and you're planning to cook with me. But if not, head on over to michellefox.com forward slash events, and then you'll see the link to get the ingredients so that you can either follow along or grab the ingredients over the weekend and make this for your dinner on Saturday or Sunday. This is literally my favorite meal. I was with a girlfriend earlier today and she asked what my favorite meal is or was. And I'm like, how funny. Just join my Facebook Live tonight and you'll see exactly what the favorite meal is. So we are making my favorite meal tonight. As per usual, I will do my best to share why I like to use these ingredients, what nutrients they're bringing to our body, how they're bringing us more energy, more balance for our hormones. So let's dig in. We are going to set our ovens, uh, preheat at 375 degrees. So let's start there. I'll give you a moment. Grab your cauliflower. You can see mine over my shoulder. 
I steamed mine earlier just because I knew I'd get to talking and time would fly and <laughs> you just never know what's gonna happen on, on these lives. So I steamed my cauliflower. So I'll move to the side so you can see. I've just got like the old fashioned steamer. You might have a boiler that you steam your veggies in, but grab a whole head of cauliflower, chop it coarsely and coarsely again means, you know, chopped. It doesn't have to be perfect. There is no such thing as perfection in culinary nutrition, except for getting that perfect nutrition in your body. So chop the cauliflower coarsely, steam it. Well, of course, wa wash it first, rinse it first. Steam it until it's just about fork tender. And then you can leave it on the stove for now. We're gonna use that as our last step. But just so you know, I already steamed my cauliflower. It's sitting here waiting to be pulsed in the blender. Another hip tip ahead of time, I'll tell you, we're gonna pulse it because I made this recipe, well, I made the mashed cauliflower recipe last week and I put it on full speed and it came out like baby food and the family definitely gave me two thumbs down for that one. <laughs> we still ate it, but it wasn't great. All right, so ovens are set 375 degrees cauliflower steam it the way you steam veggies and if you're one of my newbies go ahead and just google how to steam veggies because <laughs> like i said i already steamed mine so we're gonna move right along let's jump straight into the salmon so i've got it ended up being five fillets i typically cook four at a time depending. We've got uh, some selective eaters, I will say, in my house. But tonight, this is what was available. So we're doing all five pieces. When you do your salmon, you want to make sure, I'm grabbing some paper because I just see some liquid still in here. We want to dab it because we don't want, at least for this recipe, you can make your salmon any way you want to. But for this recipe, I want baked salmon. I don't want poached. So I'm just dabbing the liquid because that's gonna get the salmon nice and crispy. And just so you know, you can use the salmon with the skin on the bottom. And I'm very uh, specific with that. If you have skin on, you want it on the bottom of your pan. I've got a nine by 13 glass dish. And if you have skin off, which is what I have here, it's all good. We're gonna get in there. Maybe that's part of why I love this meal. I mean, one, loaded with nutrition. We've got the omega-3 with the salmon. We've got the vitamin C and the chlorophyll and all the things we know that green things do in the kale. We've got tons of vitamin C in the cauliflower. So those are just some reasons why I love this meal. But I think I love making this meal so much because I get to use my hands. And I am definitely the girl that likes to be in the garden, getting her hands in there, in the kitchen, getting her hands in there, in my daughter's hair, even though she doesn't love that, getting in there. <laughs> I just love that tactile thing. So with your salmon, rinse it, of course. Rinse it under cool water because we don't want to start the cooking process. Put it in your 9 by 13 dish. Actually, can we just give this beautiful salmon a moment? Oh, thank you, salmon, for giving your life for our bellies because it's going down tonight. So the salmon, and then lastly, pat it dry because we want dry fillets because if we have too much water it's just going to be more liquidy and i prefer the crispy so i'm going for crispy tonight so we've got the fillets i'm just going to drizzle some olive oil 
Can anybody tell me why we like to use olive oil? And I'll throw it in there. Why we like to use coconut oil? Why we like to use ghee? Why we like to use full fat butter? Why we like to use Miyoko's uh, vegan butter? All of these healthy fats support. I'll name them again. We've got the olive oil. We've got the ghee. We've got the full fat butter. We've got the coconut oil. Oh, and the avocado oil, of course. What do all of those oils do for our bodies? And I'm happy to just do a dance because as much as I've talked about these oils, I know my community knows we want to use the coconut oil, we want to use the olive oil, we want to use the full fat butter, we want to use the avocado oil because they all have one huge benefit for our body, which is to support our brains. We want these healthy fats to support our brains. So we get them in there. So brain health. Yes, all of these healthy fats support our brain. So that is why we are using the olive oil on this one because I just happen to love the flavor. I'm gonna sprinkle on, oh, oh, I said sprinkle. Let's go back to the drizzle. I love the drizzle. I'm gonna drizzle on a little bit of tamari. And tamari is, we could say, AKA soy sauce, but it's gluten-free. Can you believe that most soy sauce has gluten in it? Like, why do you need to add wheat? Soy sauce is perfectly delicious without the wheat, which thank goodness a lot of the brands have caught on now. So if you're at a sushi spot, an Asian restaurant, at the grocery store, a super simple switch or tweak or another hip tip, because I just love saying hip tip, <laughs> grab the tamari because you're gonna get that delicious soy sauce. It tastes, I promise you, exactly the same as the other stuff, but it has less of that inflammatory ingredient. Tamari, or this is called liquid aminos. So we've got the aminos to add a little bit more protein. And this is gonna add a nice kind of salty flavor to the salmon. So that's why I chose tamari for that. I'm also going to add, oh, and I'm gonna avoid the sea salt on that because the tamari is plenty salty. I'm gonna add a little bit of garlic powder. You can see I'm sprinkling it up high so it travels along and I really like garlic so I'm gonna add even more all right so we've got the garlic we've got the tamari we've got the salmon we've got the olive oil we are missing oh my piece de resistance Mwah! the ginger we need the ginger that would make it the collie ginger part of the recipe so I'll put the salmon to the side I got some real-life ginger this is one thing I actually do make time for the garlic already done and I know you can find ginger already prepared in the store as well but there's just ooh, there is nothing like just that fresh garlic can you smell it through the screen ah love that so I am just cutting off some of the hard pieces well the hard skin because the skin if you cook with it you'll find it makes it taste uh, a little sour so nobody has time for sour ginger so I'm just kind of cutting mine in a square and so you see I got oh no I still have some skin on there so now we have that clean ginger and now I'm just gonna mince it in the smallest pieces that I have 
patience for. For those of you who are more on the professional chef side and have professional cutting skills, just look away for the next two minutes because I do not have the professional skills. But what I do have is a quest for deliciousness and high nutrition. So I'm just going to keep chopping this ginger the way I know how to chop ginger, which is to just keep chopping <laughs> until it can get as tiny as I have the patience for. So while we're chopping the ginger, if you are cooking with me, hopefully your cauliflower is steaming and we're just going to steam it to fork tender and then the oven is preheating at 375 because that's where we're going to bake our salmon. And I think that's it. Otherwise, just keep chopping. Here we go. I'm going to keep chopping this ginger because one, oh, it smells so delicious. And two, I know that the more patience I have, the more delicious the salmon will be because if I can get smaller pieces, then I can spread it around a little bit more and that flavor is going to travel on these gorgeous salmon fillets. Okay, so now that I have minced this, which actually I'm really proud of myself. Thank you all for talking with me because it gave me a little bit more time to mince it a little bit finer than I typically do. I'm just gonna sprinkle that all around my salmon. This salmon that is loaded with omega-3 oils, another healthy fat that is amazingly brain supportive. And so as you can see, everything's sprinkled. So now it's time to dig in with our hands. So we're just gonna go and I'm just gonna literally just spread, just kind of massage that salmon, spread all these pieces, and then I'm gonna flip the filet and then spread the bottom. Make sure I get lots of these delicious garlic and ginger pieces and the tamari and the olive oil just naturally spreads all around them. So I'm just trying to evenly spread out the garlic and the ginger. There we go. And then I'm going to flip it back over and just ensure that all of these yummy ingredients are spread relatively even. Again, there's no perfect formula. There's no perfection in baking. We just know that we're getting the antioxidants, the anti-inflammatory ingredients, and the whole lot of brain supportive love in this dish right here. Now I'm putting it in my oven, again, 375 degrees, and it's going to be put in for about 12 minutes. I can typically smell it when it's about ready, but just to be safe, for you for the first time if you're making this with me. I would say 12 to 14 minutes if you like your salmon all the way done. If you like it more on the kind of softer side, I would say closer to 10 to 11 minutes. If you want it medium texture, 12 to 13 minutes. And if you want it all the way cooked through, I'd say 14 to 15 minutes is fine. It'll be delicious. So here we go in the oven. All right, let's jump into my very favorite kale salad. I will tell you this one is compliments of Megan Teltner, my teacher. She's the founder of Academy of Culinary Nutrition. And this is inspired by one of her 
kale salads. I believe it's in her book, The Undiet Cookbook. So if you don't have that cookbook yet, if you're in my circle, you probably do, because I tend to give it away as gifts. <laughs> but if you don't, go ahead and buy it wherever you buy books. So I have my kale. Can I just, just hug him my kale? I could, I could hug the kale all day. But you didn't come for that. So let's grab the kale. <laughs> I've got two beautiful heads of kale today. And this salad doesn't typically last long in our house. I will tell you, between Steve and I, we definitely serve up huge portions. And the kiddos actually like this one too. I don't think they ever take it out for leftovers for their lunch the next day, but I definitely eat it for leftovers for my lunch the next day. So this kale has already been pre-washed, pre-rinsed, and I am going to take it out and I'm just going to slice it in, well, I'll show you. So it's not small slices, but it's not big slices either. And once again, for my professional knife skills people, look away just for two minutes. It's all good. <laughs> We're going to slice up this kale and I'll show you. So about like this size, so kind of like baby kale size is what I am getting. I'm kind of bunching it up here and then I'm just making horizontal lines down the bunch. Can anybody tell me just one benefit of kale? And you know, we're on our technology, so feel free to Google it. That's what Google's for, right? To help us out. And then if you're cooking, don't worry, I don't, I don't expect you to talk back to me because your hands are deep in this kale. I'm gonna kind of shake out some of that water in my extra bowl here. And then I'm gonna put this kale in my beautiful bo blue bowl. And then I'm gonna grab my next head of kale. And let's see. So Andrea says, how much amino liquid did you add? Great question. It was, I would estimate maybe two to three tablespoons. And that was for five fillets. Oh, and by the way, hi. Thank you so much for being here. And does that mean you're cooking with us? Let's see. And then Andrea says, can you remind us why you store the kale in water? Absolutely, another awesome question. So this helps the kale stay fresher for longer. Don't you hate like either when you get home from the farmer's market or your eyes get really big in the grocery store and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna eat kale this week and I'm gonna have some carrots and I'm gonna have that broccoli. And then by day six or seven, everything's in your little crisper and it's like, mm, it's wilted. <laughs> well, this is your solution. This actually, if I store it in the water, and in the fridge and in a glass jar, it honestly can stay up to two weeks. We've had it, um, yeah, I've actually repurposed, well, I shouldn't say repurposed, but I actually used the kale two weeks later. I will warn you, there will be a little fermentation smell, which the family doesn't love, but, <laughs> but it tastes fine and it's, it's still really great. You're still getting those nutrients. So glass jars, because we don't want the chemicals leaching in from the plastic, but also they just, are amazing at storing the veggies. And so kale is one of the veggies that loves water. If you see it in nature, 
or if you're a gardener, you're gonna actually be watering kale a lot more than maybe some of your other veggies. Kale is similar to herbs. Pretty much any herbs are gonna be water hogs out in nature, like they need a lot of water to build that chlorophyll and be nurtured. So that is why I store the kale in water. Thank you so much for asking. Awesome question. All right, and good answer, you're on it. The antioxidants, yes. Kale is loaded with antioxidants. And actually my cutting board's getting a little full here. So let's put that to the side now. Loaded with antioxidants. And as the season gets cooler, we want to be very mindful of upping our vitamin C. And look at this, I'll get even closer. This kale, is chock full of vitamin C, which we know will ward away the colds. So my community is staying healthy this season, right? Because we are loading up on our vitamin C. I'm no doctor, so take this for what it's worth. But if you have a vitamin D supplement, you would have my, my nodding of approval. Is that a good way to say it without getting in trouble? <laughs> so the vitamin C, the vitamin D, but as you know, walks during the lunch break where you're getting some sunshine, that definitely helps to increase your vitamin D as well. All right, so keep chopping that kale. And like I said, I have two heads of kale because uh, it's just how I roll, but if you only have one head of kale, you're still gonna have plenty for this beautiful salad. Oh, and then did you notice that? I promise I won't keep talking. Well, actually I will, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> But when I'm talking, I pause because I have a very sharp knife in my hand and I try to tell that to my children. You want to focus as much as possible. And I should say talking to the camera because I can still talk and chop while I'm watching my fingers. But if I'm looking up at you, or if I'm looking away from where I'm chopping, no chopping. All right, so let's take these cute little afros and kind of squeeze out some of that water and put it in this bowl. And then we'll grab the next. I'm gonna squeeze out the water. Put it in the bowl. And now I'm just gonna kind of clean off this water off of my cutting board because that can get real messy real fast <laughs> all right here we go so the next thing we're going to do is show so this is the before feel free to take a screenshot if you want because the after is going to look very different in about five minutes and now we're gonna just sprinkle on, if you have one head of kale, I would do maybe one teaspoon salt. If you have two heads of kale, two teaspoons salt. And it's gonna be sea salt or Himalayan pink salt. For the olive oil, we're gonna do, I would say that was about three tablespoons for two heads of kale. I'd probably just do one and a half tablespoons for the one head of, head of kale. We are going to squeeze in half of a lemon and the very fun part, 
we are going to massage this kale. Massaging the kale is what breaks down the cell walls and makes it so much easier to digest and in my opinion makes it so much yummier to eat. So now that we have the sea salt to help kind of break down some of the cell walls in the kale, we've got the citric um, acid from the lemon that's also going to help us break it down and we've got the olive oil that kind of helps put everything together. So get in there. We are massaging this kale and we are massaging it for a good three minutes. Massaging it for about five minutes is ideal because again the more we break down those cell walls the better it's going to digest in our bodies. All right, as I'm massaging, let's see what we've got. So Steve Black says it's loaded with vitamins and minerals. Yes, I think that was a question for the kale. It is absolutely loaded with vitamin. I believe it's vitamin K, correct me if I'm wrong, which is awesome for our bone health. Sometimes at our dinner table, I won't call anybody out. I'll just say people that I'm not married to. <laughs> people that I'm not married to sometimes argue with me about getting in calcium from uh, dairy milk, which I don't allow in the house because I believe it's very inflammatory. So kale actually is one amazing way to get calcium in our body and it does support our bone health. So that's another reason why we're eating this kale. Let's see, we're gonna put love in this way. So honestly, if you wanna say a little prayer while you're massaging, I find this very Meditative, if you want to say what you're grateful for, put that in the kale. Can you smell that? I get like whiffs of that lemon citrus aroma, which I have to say is my very favorite aromatherapy, fresh lemons, which is a close tie to the rain, fresh rain outside, which we had the other day here in Colorado, which was a really fun surprise. The grass is still very green, which is kind of rare around this time for Colorado. All right, so I'm going to assume that I've talked for at least three minutes because this kale is looking gorgeous. It's going to wipe some of that off because I don't want to waste any of this delicious, nutritious green stuff. And now we did the before photo and now you can see, look at that. Here's the after. It's almost like halfway down because we quote unquote cooked the kale as we massaged it. And again, we did that to make it easier to digest. So we're going to put that to the side and I do smell the salmon. So I'm just going to go double check to see how it is, but I'm actually going to rinse my hands first. Just got another whiff of that delicious lemon. All right. And as always, safety first. We want the oven mitts, no matter how professional we are at pulling things in and out of the oven. Okay, I think I want maybe another two minutes on mine. And I, again, I like my salmon more on the crispy side. So I'm going to go more for like the 12 to 14 minute range. If you want yours less, feel free to pull it out now. If you want it even more crispy, leave it in. I want this to be delicious for you because the more delicious it is, 
the more chance we'll have of getting it in your body. All right, so now that we've got this gorgeous kale, I'll put it to the side here. We can add capers for the saltiness, if you like capers. I put in about three tablespoons, it looks like, of capers. I'm going to put in a whole avocado because this adds just a delicious creaminess. And as we know, the avocado is going to give us that potassium and the anti-inflammatory ingredients. Oh, I love when that happens. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with the avocado and it's working with us tonight. So yay. So I'm just going to take it. I'm going to make some thin cuts horizontal and now some thin cuts vertical. And then the side of the avocado with the seed in it, we're just going to make one. Oh, normally I say an X, but that was just one and done. I had a feeling tonight would be lucky. That was a good one. Another gorgeous, healthy fat. And then bam, it's kind of like a checkerboard. And then this really fun trick I learned from bonus daughter Lucy. You don't need to waste any silverware because you can just, after you cut your pieces, you just squeeze it. And look at that. Those gorgeous pieces of avocado just come right out. Lovely. I totally encourage my students to play and experiment with what tastes good and what feels good in our body. So got pecans for this one. It's another kind of soft nut. I know there are some people in our community that are allergic to nuts, so use seeds. I think pumpkins, ooh, actually pumpkin seeds would be really delicious in this salad. So pumpkin seeds would be great, sunflower seeds, or just leave it out altogether because the deliciousness with the kale and the avocado, I mean, you're pretty much set right there. But then there's more. <laughs> We've got sun-dried tomatoes. I'm gonna grab probably, I would say like a quarter cup. And this is for the two heads of kale. And if you like sun-dried tomatoes, go for it. Like add even more if you want. And then I've only found them in oil. I don't know if sun-dried tomatoes come plain packed or dry packed, but I always prefer them in oil, but that's always the only way I find them as well. And then now I'm just going to make a few rough chops in there so that it's easy to pick up with a fork when we're eating this salad. And now I do smell the salmon in the temperature that I like to smell it and that I like to eat it. So I'm going to go grab that out of the oven. So double check yours if you haven't pulled yours out already. So I'm going to go grab that before I get my hands dirty with the sun-dried tomatoes. And we'll turn the oven off so we can maybe cool things down in the kitchen. Oh yeah. And now we've got our crispy salmon. Back to this gorgeous kale salad. We've got the kale, the lemon juice, the olive oil, sea salt, 
avocado. It says walnuts, we've got pecans. You might wanna use pine nuts or, ooh, pistachios would be delicious on this one. Or like I said, the pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds. We got that in there. The sun-dried tomatoes, they're about to be in there. I said two heaping spoonfuls of capers. I think there's three heaping spoonfuls of capers in this one. And then your preferred salad dressing. All right, so getting dirty again, just the way I like it. So sun-dried tomatoes going in. And now that we have all these gorgeous ingredients here, we're just gonna grab some salad tongs. And mixy mixy. And because we already massaged our kale and it's full of the oil and the sea salt or the Himalayan pink salt, it's lovely because these ingredients that we just added, they stick to the sides of the kale. So, you know, when you often do just plain dry salads, or as my sister would say, <laughs> you know how the ingredients often fall to the very bottom and you have to go digging for the good stuff. With this gorgeous kale salad, the ingredients stick. So look at that. They're in there. So now the last thing. When we first started, I asked you to steam your cauliflower. So if you have, go ahead and grab your food processor and or blender. And we're going to pulse this one because I shared earlier that last week I made this mashed cauliflower and I just did the blend and it came out like baby food and it was pretty gross. We still ate it, but tonight, it's our special night. It's gonna be good this time. <laughs> All right, if you have your steamed cauliflower, put it in your food processor or your blender. And if you don't have either, no worries. I would find probably like a, a mixing bowl like this, and then you can literally just hand mash it because this is going to be kind of like our substitute mashed potatoes. I love mash, I love a good mashed potato, however, they are typically higher on the glycemic index, which, are not, which is not great for our blood sugar. So that's why I really like to use the cauliflower because we're getting super low carb and super delicious and super high in vitamin C. So that's why I chose the cauliflower for this one. So we've got the cauliflower. I'm putting in maybe a teaspoon of sea salt. I'm putting in, oh, actually earlier, I put in maybe a tablespoon of the Miyoko's vegan butter, but you can go ahead and put a tablespoon of full fat butter, which makes it really delicious, or um, actually olive oil would still be good in this one. You can use the avocado oil, but it doesn't have a lot of flavor to it. So I would use your oils that have the flavor to kind of oomph up this mashed collie. What else? Oh, garlic. You can either do the live garlic, which I do sometimes, but for this evening, this evening's dinner, I'm doing the garlic powder, doing maybe like a quarter of a teaspoon. And let me read my recipe to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. Oh, so I didn't put pepper in the recipe, but I like pepper in my mashed cauliflower. So we've got the live pepper and there we go. So now we're gonna do some pulses. Again, I 
strongly <laughs> recommend you do not do full blend. We're just gonna do the pulse. And while we're pulsing, feel free to do a little pulse shoulder dance. Here we go. Pulse, pulse, pulse. <laughs> and you can see some of it's kind of coming up to the side. Feel free to, ooh, ooh, wow, my hips started moving. I felt like I didn't even have control over that. The hips just started going. All right, I guess the hips are looking forward to this mashed collie. All right, so some of it has come to the side, so I'm just gonna grab my spatula and push it down. And for some of you, it might be at kind of like the riced collie consistency, and that would be great too on this recipe. If you want to keep it as more of that rice texture, go for it. I'm gonna go for more of the mashed consistency. So more pulsing, pulsing. Ooh, hips, they can't stop. <laughs> all right, there we go. So now the best part of all, it's time to eat. All right. So let me grab a plate. I'm going to dig in for the base. And the base just means the bottom ingredient for my newbies. Mmm, it looks like mashed potatoes. I was gonna say, just like mom made. I don't think my mom was a big mashed potato maker back in the day. <laughs> she made a lot of other amazing things. And then we're gonna get some of that salmon. I have a spatula. Let me grab the salmon so I don't burn my hands. I'm not gonna bring the whole baked platter out, but I'm gonna plate the salmon over the mashed collie. And then this kale salad. It's gonna be like more than half the plate. One, because it just looks so beautiful to have all these greens on the plate. But then two, because it tastes so darn amazing. And so again, there's no such thing as perfection with culinary nutrition, but the tastier it is and the prettier it is, the higher chance it is that we're gonna get it in our body. So that's why I like to have so much fun with this. You can see, dun, 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 dun. doesn't that just look gorgeous? And it smells really good. Let's taste it, shall we? Taste it together. Before I dig in, let's see if there's any other comments. All right, looks like we're good. So I'm gonna take a bite of the salmon Get a little scoop of that collie mat. Oh, that was all good. And I happen to be really hungry right now, so it worked out well. And this is one of those meals that you can make extra, especially for my friends who aren't sharing a household with other people. And I hear the reason, I will just say, the reason that they don't cook often is because they're just cooking for themselves. And I'm telling you, this makes an awesome leftover lunch. This is going to be my leftover lunch tomorrow, just so you know, in addition to my dinner tonight. And so it's just one of those meals that you can cook if you're on your own, but you can also cook when you have a family because everybody eats this one. Hmm. And so because of the seasonings we put into the kale salad, 
It's perfectly delicious the way it is. But I will tell you, feel free to put on your favorite salad dressing as well. I typically put on a tahini dressing. And that's basically tahini, some garlic, some live garlic, some more tamari, lemon, and olive oil. And it's delicious. So I think that's all I have. But don't forget to grab your free gift, michellefox.com forward slash sugar. So yes, that's michellefox.com forward slash sugar for your complimentary guide on three of my favorite sugar substitutes. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening to Healthy Sexy Nutrition. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet! I've got show notes on my podcast page at michellefox.com. Click over there when you are ready. On the page, you will find resources to support what you just learned on today's show. And you know you can grab some health-supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help us with our mission to build healthier communities and your support would mean the world to me. If you have feedback on how we can improve, then of course, send an email to hello at michellefox.com and let us know. Big love from your favorite culinary nutritionist and health coach. Until next week, keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love.